Hi, I'm Joy Dice, the 2021-2022 President of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here and participating in the Junior League of Atlanta podcast, Inside Out. I will be your host, Kat Reynolds. I am a member of the Junior League. I am going on my 10th year next year, but I love to hear about our nonprofit partners. And we were going to be learning about Horizons Atlanta today. So we have a few people with us. Sharon McIntyre, Nikki O'Brien, and Chris Brodnan. I want to take a moment to let you all introduce yourself, what you do at Horizons, and what is your favorite thing about your job? Okay, so I am Sharon McIntyre. I am the site director for Horizons Atlanta at Atlanta Technical College. I love the opportunity that um, Horizons provides us to um, give students um, a, a wonderful experience during the summertime. Been in education for over 25 years, and um, Horizons is phenomenal. Um, and I absolutely enjoy uh, working with the company. Um, and again, the opportunities that are afforded to students and teachers, the professional development, it's just amazing. So I can hear the excitement in your voice. I love it. Nikki, your turn. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me here. My name is Nikki O'Brien. I am a third year member of the Junior League of Atlanta and current co-chair of Horizons this year. Uh, One of my favorite things working with the kids is just planning these fun events that we have for them uh, five Saturdays out of the year. We get to engage with them on a one-on-one basis, learn new things, and just get them excited about learning with the world around them. Uh, During my day job, I plan events for a living, so I'm able to marry that love with my love for working with kids. It's been really fun this year. Oh, I'm so glad that you are on the team. Chris, it's your turn. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Chris Brodnan. Um, I serve as the regional program director at Horizons Atlanta. Um, I've been with Horizons for seven years, um, started out as a site director at one of our programs, and I'm a member of the Junior League as well. Um, I've been in, I think, CAT for 10 years also, um, and currently serve on the Junior League board. Um, so I'm excited to be here in both Horizons and Junior League capacities and have loved seeing our placement and partnership grow over the last three years. Oh, that's so exciting. Thanks, Chris. So Chris and I go way back. Um, So good to have you on. Um, All right, Nikki, I'm going to go back to you. Here's a question. If there was a brand new Junior League member and you just caught them in the hallway and needed to tell them about what in the world is Horizons, what would you say? I would say that Horizons is about serving the underserved children in our community and providing a fun opportunity for them to learn in not necessarily your typical classroom environment and finding new ways to engage with these kids. So if you enjoy event planning and you enjoy working with children and you've got that creative spark, don't have to be super creative, don't necessarily have to be arts and craftsy, but just willing to have fun, this might be the right placement for you. I love that you said super creative, which is why I'm repeating what you said, but a unique way to engage with the students outside of nine to five. What do you mean by that? So Horizons only works with children after work hours or what? 
The placement that we work at now just has events on Saturdays. Sharon and Chris can probably speak to more what they do during the work week, but the junior league placement works with planning events specifically on Saturdays. They're called Super Saturday events, and we take learning and put a fun spin on it. For example, one of the activities we're doing at an upcoming event is focusing on engineering. How can we make engineering fun for kids? We're actually going to take jelly beans and toothpicks and teach the kids how they can build different structures and learn about how structures and shapes, geometric shapes can help you build strong foundations. So they're still getting that science and math aspect, but not necessarily sitting in a classroom with a teacher going over geometry. They're doing it in a more hands-on, fun activity way so that they retain the knowledge better. That is a really great way. It, um, I'm seeing Sharon agree and nod her head. So amazing that she captured it. And of course, she's been with us, what, two years now. But that's exactly what Horizons is. It's um, a non-traditional way of exposing learning in a different way. And so, of course, we have all of these. A lot of um, districts say that they are career-focused, and that's what we do at Horizons. We let them know that, of course, you're playing with jelly beans. You can eat one. You're creating structures, and they're coming from shapes. But what could you do with this? You can become an engineer. You can become – there are several careers that you can get from being able to start from just this structure um, or this opportunity to build. Um, that's exactly what we do during the school year. Chris, that's I want to talk about what goes on outside of the traditional school year. Sure. So Horizons is actually a traditional summer learning program. So we have six weeks of summer enrichment um, at 10 locations across Atlanta. We're actually part of a national network. So there are sites all across the country. Um, and we offer students um, at private schools or universities a really engaging experience, just like Nikki described, she really did hit the nail on the head with our model is really meant to be um, an engaging learning experience. So while we do focus on reading and math, um, one of our goals is that all of our students become proficient readers by third grade. I think many junior league members know how important that milestone is from a lot of our training around early childhood education and those students who are experiencing generational poverty tend to really lose a lot of ground in academics over the summer months, and it's called the summer slide. And that's exactly why Horizons exists, is we are here to not just prevent the summer slide, but really reverse it. And so we do um, reading and math assessments at the beginning of the six weeks and at the end, and really show that through our model of small classrooms, like field trips, lots of experiences, um, and high quality teachers and leaders like Sharon, um, our students gain um, several months in reading and math skills. So they come back to school much better prepared than they were. Um, so when we were um, thinking about how we could partner with a junior league and what a placement year round would look like, that's when we decided, well, we could offer, um, you know, summer months, six weeks, summer is such a short amount of time. Um, and junior league placements tend to be, you know, much more engaged throughout the year. So we decided to offer um, a super Saturday model where um, junior league volunteers could come in, like Nikki shared, and spend five Saturdays a year with our Horizon sites, um, with our, our sites who might not be able to offer school year programming otherwise. And so it's been a great model for us um, to be able to engage throughout the year with our students. I cannot let anyone go any further without addressing that you allow students to take swim lessons? Yes. Talk about huge, that. That's so exciting. 
Yes. So swimming is a huge part of our national model. So Horizon started in the 60s in Connecticut and um, at this private school. And then they they had a pool there and started teaching this, the kids how to swim and then realized that, you know, they're gaining a skill that they otherwise might not have been, you know, had access to pools or learned. And then that confidence then spilled over into the classroom. And Sharon can give a lot more examples of how she's seen it firsthand um, with her students growing year after year. Because another piece of the model is that we invite our students back summer after summer with us. So after kindergarten, we have students that have been, you know, they come back year after year through eighth grade. And so Sharon has been with us since the ATC program started in 2013. So she's seen these kids now come back from for nine summers um, in a row. So she can tell you a little bit more about the swimming magic as well. Sharon, I saw on the website also that 98% of students that go through the Horizons program graduate high school. Am I saying that right? Yes. Tell me about an experience where you've seen one of your students grow year over year or one of these students. Yeah, one of these students. So uh, piggybacking on the swimming, um, in our region, we have swim meets. And so we've had students that were holding uh, holding on to us in the pool because they were too scared to even touch the water to compete in a swim competition and win uh, a race. And so the confidence grew in not only like she shared in the pool, but also in their reading and their ability to speak in front of others, because we do have a drama program at the Atlanta Technical College site where we um, have a full production at the end of the summer. Um, students well, what is it going to be this summer? The production. What is the theme this summer? Because we're at Atlanta Technical College and our, the school is about career readiness and workforce. And so everything that we do is always centered around, around that. So I don't know the theme. We do project-based learning. So we have an overarching question. How can we create wealth in our community and create healthy living? So one year we made gardens um, and we connected with civil engineers in the community. Um, so and then our end of the summer program always ties itself to that. It may be a play off of um, Literary Writing Hood, um, but it's love the it. students also get to create that. They write it, so that's part of the writing. It's also connected to social studies and the standards in um, Georgia. So everything is connected. Our staff are highly qualified staff, um, and we have the highest attrition rate for um, our program with teachers coming back year after year, summer after summer, after working uh, the school year from August to May, they come and work with us during the summertime because of the Horizons magic um, that um, is brought, right? So. Yes. Well, I have some questions about the last couple years. How have you seen the needs change? And Nikki, I do have a question for you tied into this. What challenges have come up? And how have you addressed them specifically during the pandemic? So I, I think anyone who has an answer to this can, can lean in. Um, I can jump in being last year was my first year with Horizons when everything was virtual. That alone presented a challenge in and of itself because the junior league had to find ways to collaborate with Horizons to still engage the students in learning, but through a computer. We had to get creative in how we worked together to make these activities accessible for the children. So with Junior League, what we did with the kids is we got together activity packs in advance to send to them 
to work through at home and had to make sure if they were doing an activity. One of the ones we did was build Legos to work on engineering skills. We had to have the directions printed in advance for the children so that they could follow along because every child learns differently. You have some kids that learn through reading. You have some that learn visually through the computer screen. So making sure we're engaging all kids as we're teaching them these skills it was a challenge, but we made it through and we were really excited. Our last event of the five Saturdays got to be in person. It was really great to see all the kids faces in person for the first time. And it was a different engagement with them when we were in person versus virtual. But I would say the four previous Saturdays prior to that were still very successful. So will you tell me how many people are in the placement and are you seeing the same children each time that you engage? We have approximately 12 to 15 women in the placement, and we do see the same children Saturday over Saturday. Sometimes that changes based on availability. Sharon can speak to that as far as recruitment for getting the kids to sign up for the Saturday, but it has been nice, at least since I've been in the program for the past two years, to see some familiar faces. And I'm sure that the students get so excited to see you all as well and build friendships and some mentorship there. Absolutely. And it's just so exciting to see how happy they are to learn, whether it's their reading skills. One of the things we did at the last activity, our theme is Black History Month and Valentine's. And we focused on notable African-American inventors or scientists. And one of the ones that I learned about when we were there was George Crumb, the inventor of the potato chip. So we actually had potato chips for the kids to eat. And, That's uh, fascinating. It, I had no idea. And it was just so exciting to learn. But we had printouts about George Crumb and the kids took turns reading around the room, the different paragraphs about him and talking about their favorite chips. And it was so nice to see them connect something that they eat perhaps every day or maybe once a week in their lunches uh, with someone that they didn't know was responsible for inventing it and think, wow, I can invent something, which led down the path of them talking about how do you get a patent and what gets involved in getting a patent and what that goes. And again, getting those wheels turning, as Sharon mentioned, with careers and how that can develop as they're in adults and different career paths for them. It opened some eyes, which was really nice. So tying it all together, one big yeah. learning experience. It was great. Thank you for sharing that. Sharon and Chris, do you have anything to add to that? Any challenges uh, that you all overcame last in the last couple of years, pardon me, with COVID and the pandemic? Sure. So I'll let Sharon speak a little bit about how her specific site um, had to pivot, you know, like everyone has had to pivot. Um, but um, with, you know, I think with Horizons kind of holistically leading into that first summer 2020, you know, like everyone else, we just didn't know how long was this going to last. And we were really focused on how we could best meet the needs of our students. You know, they had to leave school that March and go virtual and we didn't know, are they going to be able to have us be, you know, with us this summer. And obviously we all know that we had a fully 2020 virtual summer, but we really focused on making sure the basic needs of our families were met in addition to trying to provide the traditional horizons education experience over zoom. Um, so we started doing mail distributions, um, and devices, that was a huge piece, you know, in the spring when students left school that March, again, no one knew how long it would last. So a lot of the students didn't get to go home with laptops or Chromebooks. And so we worked with the districts to make sure that all of our students had access to something that they could then use um, to do Horizons over the summer. Um, and then, like Nikki said, last school year, um, JLA continued to serve um, Horizons, one of our sites, through virtual as well, and even brought them lunches at home because that's part of you know the model too. Is on our Saturday Super Saturdays they get lunch and a snack, and so went to the homes and made sure that the um, 
students also had that that lunch experience as well. So, but then summer 2021, some of our sites were able to go fully back in person for the traditional six weeks. Some of our sites um, were not able to do that with their host institution, you know, requirements. Everybody kind of had a different experience or different rules. And so some of them were hybrid, which is what um, Sharon's site offered last summer as well. And she can tell you a little bit more about that, but. Sharon, your turn. Yeah, so one of the things that we focus on was social emotional learning because a lot of us were traumatized, right? So we focused on that self-awareness. We focused on that self-management. So we did yoga. We talked them about breathing, even virtually. So we got yoga mats. We sent them jump ropes. Um, um, we sent them jump ropes and we gave them an opportunity to just learn how to manage their own emotions in addition to that um, self-aware, a social awareness, just understanding that other people have feelings too. So that was one of the biggest things that we focus on during that time. Of course, that's something that we do as a region, as a, uh, as a, just a, a company horizons. That's what we focus on is social emotional learning. That's a part of the curriculum. Um, but that was what we um, focused on. Uh, that was our main concern during that time and just making sure we students knew how to label their emotions and then how to manage their emotions as well. So we are going to start getting to our wrap-up questions, but because Junior League members give through time, talent, and treasure, can you all give an example or recommendation of how Junior League members can advocate for Horizons? Um, I would say probably more broadly advocacy around um, the importance of after-school and summer learning. Um, I think that's really when we think about you know, what horizons and advocacy would look like, um, you know, I think really understanding the importance of investing in summer programs and after school programs, you know, there have been several years, um, not as much recently where significant amounts of funding for after school programs were threatened to be getting cut. And so, you know, through there's a, I know JLA is a close partner with Voices for Georgia's Children. Um, and, you know, they have pushed through their um, statewide advocacy group for um, after school as well, GSAN, Georgia Statewide After School Network. Some, you know, make calls and, you know, make sure to advocate for that because we know the importance of out of school time programs for kids, particularly those experiencing generational poverty who wouldn't have access to, you know, who need to stay after school, you know, and have extra meal support and, um, you know, just all the things that summer and um, after school programs can provide for those students um, who just might need that. And so I think that's a, a huge way that JLA members can help advocate for that. Thank you for that. And Chris, can you repeat, you, there was an acronym and then you said what the acronym yes. was. And then you also mentioned another organization, Voices for Georgia's Children. Mm -hmm. Can you just make sure that I'm saying that right and what the acronym yes. stands for? Yes, Voices for Georgia's Children is a junior league partner that's an advocacy organization. And then underneath them is a group called the Georgia Statewide After School Network, GSAN. And they put out reports around the importance of after school and summer learning, um, specifically around advocacy. And for those junior league members who don't know all of the amazing advocacy work that the JLA does. That's one of our councils. So you can always find things on the JLA website, of course, but please consider going to Capitol Day and engaging yes. in advocacy um, throughout the year. It's really fascinating and it's a nice 
skill-based way to get engaged and volunteer. I have personally thoroughly enjoyed my time on the Advocacy Council. Nikki, question for you. If there is someone who's getting ready to choose their placement for next year, what is the process for them to raise their hand for Horizons? I would say come to the placement fair that we have to learn more about the placement itself, to make sure that it's a good fit for you. Make sure that the timing commitments work for you and your schedule. We do have the five Saturdays and with those Saturdays do come two to three planning events prior to those. So making sure you're well-versed in what you're getting into. Um, and then coming with a good attitude. I know myself and other members of the placement would be happy to answer questions if you were wondering what it is that we do. I know Sharon and Chris would be happy to answer questions as well. Um, don't be afraid to ask just to make sure that it's the right fit for you. Uh, it's a big time commitment, but it is a worthy time commitment and very fulfilling. And that is exactly what Junior League members are here for, to give our time. Sharon, question for you. If people want to learn more about Horizons outside of asking their junior league best friends, where can they find information? They can go to our Horizons website, that is horizonsatlanta.org, and they can find out information about all of the sites that we have um, and then find out more about how to support us financially um, because we are a nonprofit. Of course. Well, we love nonprofits and many of us are fundraisers. So again, Sharon, keep me honest, horizonsatlanta.org. Yes. All right. That is the website you all can go to, to find more information. And on any social media sites, is it at Horizons ATL? At Horizons Atlanta. Horizons Atlanta, social media. Thank you everyone for joining the podcast today. Is there any one soundbite that you want to leave us all with. I will let Chris go first. Sure. I would just say um, that thanks to um, JLA being a placement, we've now been able to expand our capacity to serve more of our students throughout the school year, which I think is exactly what JLA strives to do through both our community and our advocacy work. You know, we as members want to do direct service, like come on a Saturday and work with Horizon students, but we also want to help organizations build their capacity to grow, which is exactly what we're also doing because it's now allowing us to serve um, our families throughout the school year with some of our sites who might not have otherwise been able to do that because they have full-time jobs and can't, you know, do Horizons all school year in addition to the summer. And so it's been such, such a great partnership for us. Um, from both Horizons Atlantis perspective and the Junior League. So thank you. Yay. Nikki, what about a soundbite for you? I would say that working with the Horizons placement has given me the opportunity to grow not only as a person, but as a leader. It's been extremely rewarding for me over the past two years to see the change that the Junior League and myself as part of the Junior League has impacted upon these children. And it's just a really good feeling to see the impact you have on young kids that'll grow up to shape our future, as cliche as that sounds. So I, I love it. I love what we do. And I'm excited to see where the program goes in the future. Thank you. Not cliche at all. It's the truth all day, every day. Sharon, what is your soundbite that you'd like to leave us all with? Um, 
I have learned a lot about Junior League of Atlanta. I had no idea until this partnership. And so the relationships that I've built, um, the connections that have been made, it has been amazing. I've shared more about your organization with other people that were interested in just giving back to the community. So I've absolutely enjoyed this collaboration. Um, and it also gave me an opportunity to see my, my scholars during the school year. So it's been an amazing ride. So if anybody is thinking about doing it, come join Horizons during the school year um, on Saturdays. So three words that I'll take away from this discussion, creativity, excitement, and pride. I hope that everyone has an excellent day, evening, week, weekend. Enjoy your time. Thank you for listening. This is Junior League of Atlanta Inside Out. And see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at insideout at jlatlanta.org.